Philippe, thank you so much for joining us. We speak with industry leaders in the CTV space, and it's a pleasure to have you on and just spend a few minutes kind of giving your perspective on the industry. I have a few things to cover with you, and we'll be out of here in the next five hours or so. So appreciate you settling in. <laughs> <laughs> if you great. could start by start by giving an introduction about yourself and your role at Crackle. Absolutely. So my name is Philippe Gelton. I'm the president of Crackle Plus. Uh, Crackle Plus is the entity that hosts all different streaming brands, consumer-facing brands, including Crackle, obviously. Top conflicts, which is all maybe younger, more action adventure type of uh, content. And then our new brand new Chicken Two for the Soul. Avod brand that is launching uh, in the next few weeks. And obviously, it's going to carry over the mission of our parent company's you know, name, Chicken Super the Soul Entertainment, uh, as uh, mostly uh, a female-focused content offering. So we're very excited about uh, this launch. Great, great. I was interesting. I was talking to someone last night who was asking what I do, and I'm in this space. And we started calculating how many subscription services they have and what it totals per month because they say, oh, cable's so expensive and I was paying 200 bucks a month for DirecTV or whatever it was. And so we started adding it up and it's kind of costly to them as well between the six services that they have at whatever per month, plus, plus. So talk about the fast channels that are starting, what your perspective is on there and the ad supported models that are becoming popular. Yeah, so you're right. I think a lot of people cut the cable thinking, I'm going to save so much money from now on. And then they realize that they are subscribing to five or six services and ending up paying the same or more. And there's definitely a backlash in the marketplace. And we're not claiming to replace Netflix, but I think we are a good complement to a couple of SVOD subscriptions for the average consumer. But 80% of our users don't subscribe to cable in the first place. So they are definitely you know, SVOD subscribers and watch content on free platforms like ours. We actually see our mission more as a, as developing the best AVOD of, uh, offering when you can really pick and choose the content you want to watch, when you want to watch it, have access to a, a deep library. You know, we have 10,000 assets right now, Grackle, for example, so different episodes of movies that you can watch. And we see the fast channels, linear channels, as an additional opportunity to reach out to consumers and preview some of the content we have on our AVOD. It's basically free marketing. Actually, it's profitable marketing because we can make money with, with these fast channels. So increasingly, I think AVOD and fast channels uh, audience actually is growing faster than SVOD. And that says a lot. I think uh, consumers are, are learning that they don't have to pay for content. And they don't have to pay for premium content. We have amazing content. Uh, some of our competitors do too. And we almost have to re-educate the consumer to realize, no, I don't have to pay 10 bucks a month to access all these amazing movies or TV shows. So do you think that's a big strategy for you guys, right? To, to talk to the consumer marketplace about what they can get for free in terms of content and not have to pay for it. Absolutely. Right? And and, you know, we, I often say to either media reporters, you know, in newspapers and TV and other media, they have to give more space for free services. You know, they tend to talk a lot about all the premieres on the paid services and they kind of ignore uh, ABOT services as if 
they didn't provide the same quality of content, which is not true anymore. It might have been in the past, but increasingly, AVOD companies like ours, and it's always been the case for Crackle, actually. Crackle has, I think, the, the longest history in producing original content, for example. We are providing a premium original content you can't find anywhere else. And I think that increasingly consumers are discovering that they can actually watch brand new content for free on those platforms. So in a way, we have to educate the media to talk about free streaming. And of course, uh, through them, we need to uh, tell the consumer, come and try us and see what we've got. Right, right. Talk about the content, if you could, for a minute, right? The original content so important. There's billions spent on it each year, certainly by the paid platforms. Talk about what you're doing in that regard from original content. So we have a unique opportunity as part of Chicken Soup of the Soul Entertainment. Our company has not only our streaming business, the Crackle Plus entity, we have as well a major production arm that's growing rapidly that includes productions for Disney Plus and Amazon, but also producing unscripted lifestyle content. And that's a business in itself that makes money creating content. Uh, we also have a, a distribution arm called Screen Media Ventures, which has been around for decades, buying and, and selling uh, rights of content, but also increasingly funding new projects and helping co-producing uh, projects with directors and, and talent. And so... Think of it as a big funnel of content that uh, is uh, making money all along the way, but all that content eventually is going to come to Crackle and to Super the Soul. And uh, we will have those AVOD windows exclusively, or uh, often there's a premiere in the market, which is really a unique opportunity for us to develop and, and offer premium content at a very reasonable cost. We don't have to take huge financial risk up front on the producing that content because we are basically making it work, pay for itself before it even comes to us. So right. that's the model. Now, in terms of the content itself, as I said, Crackle, even as part of Sony, was already producing very notable and the very successful content back in the days. I would say since we've acquired Sony from, we acquired Crackle from Sony a couple of years ago, we've actually ramped up that strategy. We first, last year, we launched about a one new original show per month. This year, our goal is to get to one a week across our networks. And we have amazing, amazing shows, not only scripted, a lot of uh, new documentaries and all kinds of lifestyle content coming, for example, on Chicken and the Soul. So it is increasingly a big driver and, and how we differentiate our offering and, of course, how we, we hope to, uh, to retain our users and viewers. Right, right. That's one revenue stream. The other revenue stream in the house is the advertising model, mm -hmm. right? So, so you're getting, you're out there talking to brands and agencies about the value proposition, your content, the whole thing. What is your positioning for advertisers that differentiates you guys? Well, advertisers are really looking to reach our viewers because obviously they are shifting from traditional TV. They can't uh, reach them as much as they used to there. They are losing them to SVOD services, and obviously they can't reach them there. So AVOD is really the place where the best actually demographics are uh, today. 64% or so of our viewers are between 18 and 44, which is really a sweet spot for advertisers. Of course, they get the best of both worlds because they're buying television through us, but they're getting all the benefits of digital 
in terms of targeting, in terms of measurement, and making sure they get strong ROI. So the sophistication of, of measurement and on CTV, on connected TVs, are, is obviously extremely strong and it keeps evolving and getting better and better. So one, they're getting access to an audience that is kind of lost to them elsewhere. Two, they're able to target them efficiently. And three, increasingly, we're having those content conversations, as you said, because they want to be involved with programming. They want to, you know, contextual targeting is actually becoming a, a bigger thing that you could have imagined because they want to be side by side with content they're endorsing. And that's where, you know, a company like ours can really be flexible and, and good partners because we do produce some of that content ourselves, so we can offer them ways to integrate into some shows that's kind of unique. It's almost coming back to the early days of television, and, and I think they are increasingly seeing the benefit of, of that. That's another conversation I was just having with a partner about the early days of television. I mean, we're not going back to P&G and soap operas, but television in terms of branded content and product integration. And then as digital video came around, that was the next generation of creating original branded content so that a brand can create a story with six episodic pieces of content. I feel like now we're heading that way as it relates to streaming content. Mm -hmm. Are you talking to brands like our brands sitting, leaning in the creative side and saying, look, I'd like to create a show with you around my brand messaging. Are we a little ahead of that or do you think those oh, conversations are coming? It is not coming. We have done it <laughs> already. You know, our most successful original show since the last couple of years has been one called Going From Broke, which is basically a financial makeover show where we... Every episode is about uh, millennials, you know, young couples who are deep in debt and trying to basically remake, you know, make over their financial situation. It's a show that was produced by Ashton Kutcher for us. And we've done two seasons already. We're working on the third season. And we had a great partnership with Chegg as um, not only a, a sponsor, but uh, their CEO, Dan Rosenzweig, is the host of the show. And so they are absolutely a big part of the show. We, by the way, had a number of other brands integrated to the show to the point that it funded the entire production budget of the show. So this is a model that is not new to us. We are actually pretty good at it. We're about to launch another show called Inside the Black Box that we haven't announced yet a partnership with, but it's a matter of days where we have one single sponsor to really integrate into, into the show. And it's a show that's hosted by Joe Martin. It's about Black actors and talent and how they've struggled in in uh, building their career. But it's a very interactive show with actually young actors and with a lot of improv and 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 funny scenes and, and interviews. And, and so we have a brand that is completely endorsed the concept, you know, and they, it fit their mission and they wanted to be involved and they helped fund the show. We have plenty of these shows in, in production today. It is a very important part of what we do and the conversations we're having with, with clients. So I think 2022 is, is going to be a, a banner year in terms of brand integrations and, and shows developed in partnership with brands, but always with a, being very careful about keeping control of the creative and creating entertaining shows. But maybe because it goes back to the mission of our company, shows that are inspiring, uplifting, that are positive in nature and, and help our viewers in their daily life if that's possible. Sounds awesome. It really does sound great. Talk about the measurement 
and what you're doing to help advertisers with understanding the insights that they're looking for and, and the audiences they're reaching. Because measurement is a big thing, obviously, in the CTV world in terms of fraud and measurement. So talk about that if you could. Yes, it's obviously a, a big part of the business. And if it's not the, the sexiest, <laughs> it's definitely one that is tied to almost every every campaign. Obviously, we, we work with partners like Nielsen, with TransUnion, with iSpot, um, LiveRamp. There are so many data companies that are involved. It seems like every agency or client has their favorites and, and ways to transact. So our responsibility is to really have all these tools available and to be able to optimize campaigns based on, the, on them. So whether it's targeting or measurement or reporting. So it's not always easy. There are certain tools are translating into inefficiencies for us. If it might be efficient for the client, but not always for us. If we're not able to match exactly the audience that they're looking for. But it's part of the business. And especially as we are now, in spite of our, I guess, smaller size compared to big media groups, we actually have a pretty active upfront sales process that represent a good chunk of our annual revenue. And so a lot of these tools and requirements, which tie back to the TV days, I would say, apply to us as well. So we need to be able to, uh, to compete in that regard. Sure. So you must be getting ready for the new front. Again, are you guys going to be doing <laughs> that again? That's always yes, it seems like never ends. When you're done with one, you've got the next right. one starting. And we were just talking today about the next new fronts and starting that process. So yes, we're definitely thinking about it right now. Sure. So as you talk to advertisers, the original programming, the branded integration, obviously efficient CPMs, they're looking for that. You kind of go to them and have everything available to them, right? That's how you're being competitive, you think? That's how you're making a difference for the market and for brands? Yeah, it's table stake to have that. And of course, we don't necessarily have first-party data. It's a way some of the some of the platforms can collect uh, individual users' behavior and so forth. So we're working on that too. We're in the process. We're launching all our apps and we're going to be more aggressive with uh, registration, for example. But we're also launching, uh, which we announced, a pretty unique platform, uh, which I think no one else is talking about right now, which is a loyalty program or rewards program for our, our viewers. And the more they watch our content, the more they'll earn. And so we're going to have very interesting, interesting ways to retain them and motivate them, but also reward them. Because I think in the consumer pact we have, which is you're going to watch ads in order to get free content, we've been thinking about how we create more value for the consumer. And of course, this offers new ways for us to collect data and better serve them and know more about them. And eventually, I think that leveraging that data to, to provide uh, better advertising experience. So that's something we're thinking about as an added dimension in our brand partnerships and, and relationships. Sounds great. Sounds great. So as the end of the year came around and the beginning of this year, there were a lot of articles on what we're thinking about for 2022. And so put your prognosticating hat on for this last question here. What do you think 2022 will be? known for? What do you think things are going to come out? What do you see 2022? You know, I think the COVID past years, where a lot of productions have been put on hold, it's been very difficult to create content. There's going to be uh, an avalanche of new shows. And so there's definitely going to be a very competitive 
market for originals and making sure that we're producing the most appealing content for our viewers. So I think it's going to be the, the year of content. It's really going to be about new shows and, and hopefully finding formulas and concepts that are really, really popular that can be repeated. We're launching next week a new show called The Men of West Hollywood, which is going to be our first reality TV show. As you can imagine, I mean, it's, it's going to be really fun and irrelevant, but it's just one more way for us to experiment with content and, and hopefully put the Crackle name in everybody's mind and put us on the radar. So that's really going to be our, our key focus. That's great. I'll tell you, your, your name's in my head right now because I just finished Startup, which was incredible. Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> unbelievable. I, every, I'm telling everybody about it, so I should get a little piece of any revenue you make off of that. Oh, um, thank but, you. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> the more you do it, maybe we'll do a, a spinoff or, or maybe uh, relaunch the show. So Definitely. You never know. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, it was really a pleasure chatting with you and hearing your perspective and your strategy there, Crackle Plus. There's no doubt I'm sure our paths will cross again and uh, we'll so. talk in the future. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really All appreciate right. It. Thanks, Philippe. Be well. Bye.